Greetings and welcome to Hello Pine Knob, the official podcast for Pine Knob's 50th anniversary. I'm Gary Graff, and throughout the season, we're celebrating by taking a look at Pine Knob's present, and especially its past, revisiting some of the most important events in the theater's history, and talking with some of the folks who made it. After 50 years and more than 3,100 events, there's more than we'll be able to jam into these episodes, but hey, that's why there's a next season. Over 50 years, there have been tens of thousands of photos taken of performers at the Pine Knob Music Theater a smattering of which can be seen in the official 50th anniversary photo exhibit outside the Westgate. One of the most famous, and perhaps the most famous, was taken on September 2, 1978, when Bob Seger met Bruce Springsteen backstage after the fourth of Seger's six sold-out shows at the venue that summer. Taken by Thomas Weschler, Seeger's former road manager, it's a shot that's been seen around the world and became an iconic image of two of rock and roll's greatest performers and kindred spirits the first time the two ever met, though they were fans of each other, and Seeger had attended Springsteen's concert during April of 1976 at MSU Auditorium in East Lansing. It came together through a variety of circumstances, coordinated by Weschler and Ken Calvert, then working for Springsteen's label Columbia Records. Springsteen was in town to play the Masonic Temple Theater the previous night, September 1st. In this episode, we let the two principals tell the story of how they made it happen. It was the Darkness Tour. I was a regional album promotion marketing manager. I was a rap'em for Columbia Records. I was assigned to the Midwest. We played the Masonic, that incredible show, on, it would have been September 1st. And we had an off night because he was doing September 3rd Saginaw. So as I often say, Bruce said to me, Kenny, what are we doing tonight? Because we had an off night. And I said, Bob Seeger is uh, at Pine Knob. You want to go see Bob Seeger? I've never seen Bob Seeger. Pardon me for, for taking liberties with that. Okay, I apologize for that. Anyway, I said, sure, let's do it. Weschler picks up the tale. In the afternoon um, of that day, in September 78, I got a call from Kenny Calvert, who was a DJ here in Detroit and switched over to being a promotion man for CBS, which was Bruce's label. Called me and he said, hey, listen, Bruce is in town. He just played last night at Masonic. And I said, yeah, I know, you didn't give me any tickets. He goes, "Uh, yeah, well, next time. I said, okay, what do you want? He goes, I need to know if I can bring Bruce out to meet Bob while he's playing his gigs at Pine Knob. I said, I, I think so. I, I didn't work for them at the time for Punch and Bob, but I did a lot of, lot of stuff for them anyway. And I said, okay, I'll call Punch and see. So instead of that, I went to the office and I said, hey, if uh, Calvert wants to know if he can bring Bruce out to meet Bob. And Punch goes, yeah, sure, no problem. Imagine that from Punch, right? Usually it's like, yeah, well, what do you want? Who wants to be there? You know, and this thing, he just said, yeah, sure. So I called Bob and, and I said, hey, Bruce wants to meet you, man. And he goes, great, bring him out. The meeting took place after the show. Bob had just finished and he was all sweaty. And you know, he walked in and they met each other for the first time. And I had Johnny Rapp, Bob's bodyguard, and the guy that I hired back in 1971, an ex-Navy SEAL. I said, listen, Johnny, I don't want anybody, none of them other photographers coming in here until I'm finished. He goes, no problem. <laughs> he stands at the door. And Michael Marks 
and several others were standing out there going, hey, 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 what are you doing? And I went, oh, I can't hear you. And rap would not let them in until I got the shot of Bruce and Bob and then Rosalie and Bruce and Bob and I think a few other people. And then I said, okay, you can let them in. A relationship was forged that night with Seeger and Springsteen remaining friends ever since and joining each other on stage over the years in Ann Arbor, New York and Auburn Hills. They got along great. You know how the picture looks, makes them look like they're best buddies. That's what happened. <laughs> they became best buddies. Calvert, who went on to become a well-known Detroit radio personality and the arena announcer for the Detroit Pistons, got to be part of that history, too, posing between Seeger and Springsteen for a quick shot by Weschler. The picture thing was never, ever a part of the evening. Never. I mean, that was the greatest thing that ever came out of any evening that I did with any, any time I was even near a venue, you know, just going to see a band, be a part of a band. Uh, be on stage, you know, introducing a band or whatever that was, but, uh, no, so that's, that's how that happened. And, uh, evermore those buck teeth stick. I'm looking at the picture right over there on the wall <laughs> right now. And, uh, that was Bob's favorite shirt. I think that was the live bullet, uh, uh shirt that he was wearing. So, uh, I'm, in fact, I'm almost positive. And I, I, of course, am wearing my, uh, my, my promo, a uh, guy jacket, my silk satin ja- jacket with CBS all over the back. So, uh, but that's how it happened. Springsteen would return to Pine Knob just once more to perform there with his Seeger Sessions band on June 17th, 2006. Seeger, of course, became so intertwined with Pine Knob that in 2019, the venue's address was changed to 33 Bob Seeger Drive, commemorating the number of times he played there not counting guest appearances with Bob Dylan and Tom Petty, and with Three Doors Down. Weschler, who co-authored the Seeger book Traveling Man with Yours Truly, says Pine Knob is a place Seeger genuinely enjoyed playing. He loves it. He can take the back roads here from his house, and he doesn't have to go through traffic or anything. He knows all the back roads. He, he actually told me that. He goes, you know, one of the things about Pine Knob that's great, man, is I don't have to drive through traffic. I know all the back roads to get here. That's great. And he, what did he like about playing here? the crowd. They were always so up. The crowd was up for everybody. I'd, I've been here for a hundred different shows and the people love it because they love Pine Knob. But when Seeger was here, it was special because he's a hometown boy and it's Pine Knob. It's like coming home. And when he did those seven nights in a row, I said to Punch, are you sure that's a good idea? He goes, why not? I said, well, I mean, seven nights in a row. He goes, Weschler, we're sold out already. I went, oh, okay, never mind. (laughs) Our thanks to Tom Weschler and Ken Calvert for taking us inside one of the great moments in Pine Knob history. That's it for this episode of Hello Pine Knob. You can catch other episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including odyssey.com and via 313presents.com. For more information about Pine Knob's 50th anniversary season, brought to us by United Wholesale Mortgage, Trinity Health, and Ally, and all of 313 Presents events, visit 313presents.com. I'm Gary Graff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.